Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the writer's class. Yes, I almost fooled you. No, I'm not going to lie. I almost fooled me. I almost fooled me. (laughs) And was going to be like, welcome to the women's game. And then I remembered, no, no, no. I have a poet in the house. So we're going with podcast, the last one that we made, the writer's class, because I mean, I don't talk about writing. So I need other people to come here and do that. (laughs) That is so sad, considering that I'm a poet and a novelist and an essayist. Oh, wait, I'm about to go down a narcissism hole. And this feels so good because I look so cute. Okay, now I think I'm done talking about me. I swear. I think no, 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 I'm not. I just I just thought of 13 facts about me that I want to tell you. But this show ain't mine. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. This show does not feature me as the star, just the host. Yes, there we go. I feel like I'm doing a better writer's morning. This is a good. I might even write a chapter today. Moving on. Moving on. We're here because we wrote books. And I say we, I don't mean just me. I normally have a person sitting here or if we were um, closer in the studio, we'd be over here. But since we're not in the studio, we'd be sitting here. And uh, her name is Jade. And no, so that does not mean I think I have dual personalities inside of me. Just wanted to clear that up. We wrote books back again to that train in there. And I thought divorce was bad. And I thought being grown up was easy. If only I were me, a memoir in verse, widow's web. Widow's Web, Widow's Debt, and Foreign Coffee. And by the way, y'all, I have a book to show you. See, and I thought divorce was bad. I came semi-prepared. Not of my own doing. It just happened to be here. Um, <laughs> and you can find out everything you ladies are doing at www.andithoughtladies.com. Jade's not here, so you know what I'm about to do? Because I feel like I'm being a little bland today. I'm going to go ahead and do it like a car salesman. www.andithoughtladies.com. Com. Oh, I love that. I think I'm keeping with this. Yes. But you're not here to hear about me. You're here to hear about our wonderful guests. Wonderful guests, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, hey, I'm Roderick Edwards, living here in the middle of the forest down in Florida. Uh, it's the balmy 44 degrees today, at least starting out. Uh, I've written, what, 25 books or so. So I'm, I'm trying to catch up with you guys. Uh, you say I'm a poet. It's my first poetry book. We'll see how it goes. I'm adopted, so it's an interesting topic we can get into. I just found my birth family at age 50, so that's about four years ago, and that's really affected a lot of things that I, how I think and how I view the world in general, so we'll get into whatever you want to get into, and I'll follow along. Just don't take us over a cliff, and we'll be good. Oh, no. I actually value my own life, and All if right. I value my own life, I value this adorable face. I can't be in my casket looking ugly. Uh-uh. Even my ashes are going to be cute. Um- <laughs> A pink urn or what a color urn you can have there yes. there you go yes oh sir diamond studded caskets there we go oh wow yeah that's going in my book by the way took yeah. a wrong turn here <laughs> yeah no, no no we always take a wrong turn normally it's down the food alley or liquor or something All right. but it's never like i'm starting off with let's talk about your books but uh 
playing I see that uh, you, you said, first of all, that you were adopted. How does that affect your writing? Well, adopted people, and I think a lot of adopted people that I've talked to see it as, as their observers, because we don't really participate. We don't have a connection to our, our heritage, our lineage. I don't care how loving your, your adopted parents are. You just have this disconnection where you feel like you're alone in the world. So you're watching almost like you're watching other people live their lives and how, how they develop and stuff. And you're doing a lot of that. And you don't realize it. So I've, I've done a lot of that in my life and in my books as well. So I think um, I'm going back to, to say my one smart thing. I believe one person said that like writers are like the conscience of society. So therefore, in order to be the conscience, you have to observe actions of society and then filter them through what you feel success could be and then write it down. So I feel like you're well-prepared to, to be a writer. Of course, my feelings mean absolutely nothing. So right. <laughs> well, what happens also is that uh, obviously if you're being an observer and you make statements, sometimes you'll think that's what you support or what you're against. It, it's no, it's an observation. You know, I can make all kinds of statements that I do or do not support. People, oh, you believe that? You believe? No, I don't. I, I'm just telling you, here's, here's what we see. And then once they get past that part and they stop ascribing to you the things you say, you know, I'll tell you if it's my personal opinion, I'll say, this is my personal opinion based on whatever, however I've gotten there. So my life experiences, my adoption, everything else. So I'm going to stick with the observation theme and keep rolling. This feels, right. it almost feels professional. Perfect. Ooh, I don't Ooh, like you. I forgot the tie. <laughs> Oh my God, I love you. You're so great. You're bringing the comedy today. I'm not even doing it, y'all. Um, to continue on the professionalism path that I just recently veered off of. Um, so observations, poetry, and literature. You have these three components together. When you wrote your first poetry book, did you find that they, they lend it to themselves and it was easy to write the poetry or that you had to like work a little harder for, for poetic verse instead of like your normal prose? Well, I love, I love words in general. I've always loved etymology and how words are developed and where they come from and the play on it. Yes, I love, for poetry, you know, a lot of people like this rhyming. I like alliteration. I love when words alliterate. I mean, even the word alliteration sounds amazing. Just saying it rolling up your tongue, alliteration. So, that's what most of my poetry books are about. It's, it makes you think what the words are saying and then you forget what the actual narrative is even about because the words are just so, you, you did that here in the intro. I heard a little, a lot of alliteration going on. It's like, ah, she's great, she's got it going on, so. Oh, it's one of the few things I can do. Again, <laughs> I said I don't have this podcast to talk about writing because um, I think alliterations, metaphors, similes, and rhyme patterns are about all I do. Um, <laughs> People are like, you have all of this in your book. And I'm like, that's nice that you know what it is. I don't know what it is. I write. Yeah. What I find funny sometimes when I'm looking at poetry is obviously rap music is, is a lot of poetry. But it seems like sometimes you get a rapper that, that you know they don't know the word they just use, but they're like, what word rhymes with prerogative? And prerogative, and they don't know any of the words they, sometimes it's that way. It's like, you don't know that word. You know you don't. You're just trying to rhyme one with it. So it's hilarious. Yeah. So. There's have you ever rhyme, noticed that? Right? They're just, it's, sometimes they're just searching for a word that rhymes with it. So like, come on now. <laughs> and then there's some really good ones, obviously. But I mean, some of them are like, okay, you're just throwing words out there. I don't know. I have I've heard from multiple sources that many rappers read the dictionary for this purpose. Just good. And I'm so sorry. I, 
I love the craft. I don't think I could ever sit down and read the diction on purpose. Oops, I have. <laughs> Sorry. You're dedicated. Okay. Learn from this. Yes. From reading the dictionary, what did you learn? Like, well, you know, just learn different words. Like, oh, I didn't know that word meant that. Actually, I like the thesaurus is better. The thesaurus is. I do too. That's better than a dictionary, or just yeah, thumbing through an encyclopedia. Like, oh, I didn't know about that. So. Yeah, I felt like such a nerd in school because I would be like, "Give me a thesaurus." Yeah. Just, they're like, "No, you need the dictionary." I'm like, "Yeah, give me the yeah. thesaurus. I'll figure it out." Context yeah. clues. You told me to use context clues when I was younger. Yeah. Well, we don't even use. We don't even spell words correctly anymore. So who cares whether it's all right? So. I love that too. So oh, you remember those days when you actually had to spell? Yeah, we don't care about that anymore. We had to write them all out and have to get all these right. We don't care now. You got what? I'm gonna. I'm a. I M M A. You know, we have all this stuff going on now today. So, and it, it doesn't sound right if you try to say it correctly. Like, oh, we've got these songs like uh, I can't get no satisfaction and things like that. The double negatives, but if you try to say them correctly, it wouldn't sound right. So. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about how you would say, I can't get no satisfaction correctly. Can, it still sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I cannot get any satisfaction. It wouldn't sound cool. Yeah, I can't no. get satisfaction. It just wouldn't sound right. Yeah, no, I'm, I, every word I'm putting in there, the, the title's just way too long and you would never be able to sing it. Right. Okay. I feel like we've gone down the literary hole a bit. But first, can you tell us what your poetry book is? The poetry book, actually, this is my first one I've released. It's called Iteration 39. It it based it's based on uh, you know like love stories and stuff. This isn't a love story. This is a story about souls reconnecting. So it starts out with how different souls have, have inhabited creatures and they move on. It's not reincarnation, but the whole time when you're reading it, it's actually a, a, a long long form poetry. So, so the book's like over 100 non some pages long, but it's full of uh, alliteration, rhyming. All kinds of things that you see in there but it's actually also a story so before you know it you're like oh it has a narrative but you're confused i've all i, I don't even know how to describe it it's interesting and that comes from the adoption so you kind of went ahead and stuck with your sci-fi theme it's not so much sci-fi so it's based on so i told you i was adopted and at age 50 i found my birth family my mother my biological mother is gone and my biological father was deceased but i found some half siblings and then they told me about a full-fledged sibling that I had. And I actually had to hire a private investigator to find her. So there's a lot of that kind of woven in there, how adoptions are finding each other. It just seems weird because even though we we're raised completely different, we have a lot of the same thoughts still. We, we do the same things, our same behaviors. And I kind of wo woven that into the actual iteration 39, how souls are eternal. You know, my soul and her soul. And maybe, maybe all of our souls are just giant, just little drops from a giant ocean if you want to call it that and we return to that ocean and so there's a lot of that stuff going on in the actual poem oh this is deep it's deep stuff deeper than i wanted to go today it's like <laughs> 10 in the morning I, mm -mm. it's too deep, it's too deep. okay let's just <laughs> shut down we'll come back about 12 everybody rejoin yeah. us. <laughs> 12 30 i'll be ready to go because you know All right. i'm to coffee so it takes a while Here to wake go. up or tea that little that little uh, european tea we talked about earlier exactly um but you do also write sci-fi I write sci-fi to have a time travel book, which again, it plays on some of the adoption. And in this case, my, I put my adoptive sister in there again, but she's a Viking from the past and I have to go find her because in the future or the present, she commits suicide. And so I try to go back in the past to convince her not to do that. So it's, it's a little strange, but yeah, it's a sci-fi in there. 
I love this. I actually, I like this idea a lot. And then lastly, let's hit on uh, one more of your literary thing. The other white people, Vikings and Russians. <laughs> You've been doing some research. I was like, whew, I'll see what she does. Because I, I always get afraid when I go on these podcasts because I write a large group of genre. And so somebody can get offended by one over another. So the other white people is about how there's a group of white people that had nothing to do with the uh, slavery or anything that there's the Russians and the Vikings had nothing to do with any of that. But yet we don't even talk about them. They weren't the English, they weren't this, they're the Spanish, they weren't the Portuguese. And so I traced their history in general and how what they did and how they how they infected the world. So oh. that's what it's about. So um hmm, I have something to say about that, but I'm like, wait, no, no, this is not the woman's cape. It does not belong in this interview. You could. Nothing's off the table. Yeah. but i'm not going there i'm going to go on down to um tent mates where you did historical yeah there's three books there i'm trying to do series because that's the way to go i think it's a series so this is a three book series and my friend is an auctioneer or works in auctions and he found these uh documents and these pictures from this guy who appears to have been in the military and also in nasa come to find out it's the guy who actually developed our first satellite program for the u.s uh in the united states and we pieced all this together because he didn't have any living relatives except for a 98 year old uh ex or wife who i contacted her and she gave me some information but she was a little bit out of it at that point he has no kids so i pieced together all this history of him and of, of the world war ii history and it's, it's a great book i hope it gets turned into a movie because it's like he's like the elon musk of his time so oh nice wow so i've got like I, said, I got lots of stuff it, you do. I was about to say, you just write everywhere. How are you so prolific? What do you do when you get writer's block? Well, interesting enough, you hear a lot of writers will say, well, I'm going to sit down today. I'm going to write 3,000 words. I can't do that because to me, it's too artificial. I'm not saying they, that, that they don't do good stuff as they put out a lot of good stuff, but that's not me. I have to go out here. I mean, again, I'm in the forest. I have chickens and, and ducks and stuff. And I go out there and I tend to them. I feed them. And while I'm out there, I'm thinking about stuff something maybe you're going to say today that I'm going to think about this. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do that. And it will launch an idea. And then I come back in right until I'm done and, and then stop and then get back to it. That's how it works. Oh, no, I understand that. Like either I'm, I'm writing or I'm not. Right. I'm not, <laughs> going, to, I'm not going to force it because I want every word that you read on my page to, to mean something to you as the reader. So. Exactly. And then you have to admit, like, I remember one time someone said that like when a writer is in their space, it just, it just it goes every word's hitting the vocabulary is there the ideas and i feel like it's just better to to wait for that i mean right make it organic not this forced exactly i mean you don't be like oh i wonder if there if i can if i have to prime the river today right you know, sit down and prime the river until it flows you know? yeah drink drink, like, drink a few things there we go exactly. go back and look at it when you're sober again oh, that's not exactly <laughs> okay so you you say this right but um everyone was like how did you guys write books and i was like we used to go to a bar sit down people watch listen get in conversations the entire time we were drinking and then we would just go upstairs and write yeah that's how you do it you, uh, people don't realize you're the ones people around these you're the ones that give me ideas these ideas aren't always necessarily appear if they're coming out of your head but they're entering my head and then i refill from them put them out there so thank you for that exactly um what can we expect next from you i mean you are everywhere in the in the genres well i got what 20 next? 25 romance? of them so far i don't know about romance i don't think you want romance from this guy 
but uh so i've written 25 books my next one will be probably about how to how to get into the publishing and there's so many people who think they're going to publish a book and be an instant star well i've been doing it for what four or five years i'm not an instant star and i have 25 of them so i want to let people know hey it's okay you can write a book you can put it out there you can give it to your friends and your family and be proud of it you don't have to become a multimillionaire. it may not happen it probably won't happen but it's okay and that's the kind of book i want to write to, to let them know that and then i have a few more i have one called uh one about the adoption i want to write about that some more i've got a couple of those but i want to write specifically what goes on and then a more cultural i want to write about how it seems like you won't get too far in this i think you're trying to wrap this up but all the politics that are going on in the world today is you know, right against left or Republican against Democrat or liberal against conservative. Really, if you boil it down to it, it's, it's collectivist against individualist. People who just want to be left alone, do their thing and, and not be told what to do by any side. And you get the left that says, you got to do it this way. You got the right that says, you got to do it this way. And there's us in between this, like, just leave us alone, both of you. We just want to live our lives. And so I want to write about that, how that works. Interesting. So, mm -hmm. And you're right. We, we don't tend to go there because, you know, a lady never speaks on these things. No. Speak <laughs> <laughs> on red ribbons and earrings. Don't you? Red ribbons. <laughs> Come on now. Don't don't typecast yourself. Oh, my goodness. I was about <laughs> to say that's why I was like, I'm joking. Definitely. Uh, we speak on right. much more than yeah. that. You'll get all those feminists getting upset with you. <clears throat> yeah. Those were <laughs> um, you said you write series. And I remember talking to one publisher and she only publishes authors who plan on writing series and the more series the better do you find that this helps your business a lot more on the business side of writing the yeah, side that no one wants to talk about yeah think about it i mean i'm i'm not a very good marketer because i'm not a big you know toot my own horn stuff type of guy i probably need an agent to do that for me but think about how we how we view content for example we consume content we all binge watch shows and so it's no different in the content of writing. And to me, writing is actually kind of a lost art, reading and writing in general. There's only certain niches of people that even read anymore. And there's certain niches of reading readers. Like I don't write to the market, what they call, which would be like what you said, romance novels or, or erotica, stuff like that. I don't see myself ever doing that. I, I doubt it. But series at least build on themselves. So if you read one, you're like, ah, well, where's the rest of it? I have a couple of my purposely do cliffhangers. So I was like hoping it will, but also, Sometimes that pisses people off. They're like, I only want to read this one book, but now you're making me read the second one. So I've had some of that too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. As a reader, I absolutely hate a cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean, this is why the, I, I, this is why when I watch TV, I make sure the entire series is done. Right. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's annoying. I know <laughs> or especially if they cancel it right in the middle. Like, oh, what in the world? I wasted all of this time exactly oh my god they did that to one of my shows and i was like what yeah i'm always two or three years behind everybody else oh did you see such and such no not until it gets all the way to the end because i'm not going to waste all that time i think this is like you know just the phenomenon show that i that everyone was watching that i was like all right i'm staying up to date on what's going on because i mean honestly that show was a phenomenon yeah i think we all know what show i'm talking about because it was the phenomenon um <laughs> The uh, uh, throne of what is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. Everyone like you know when I'm, you say the phenomenon, they all know that that's what you mean. They don't. And I've never seen one episode of that. Oh I've never seen one. Midgets having sex is kind of a little strange for me. That's what it looked like for me. It's like just midgets having sex all the time. Is that what it's about? I'm sure that's not what it's about. That's how how it's projected to me. That's how it came across to me. 
because that must be all the ones I, I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just, okay, there's always this guy having sex with all these women and he's a midget. So be it. It was just weird. <laughs> it's um it's interesting to learn just in general like even if you don't watch the entire shows i thought it was interesting just to like read the recaps of what happened right for the purpose of story arc exactly because and- I, i'm sure you do the same thing you, you read something and you go i love how they put this together and then you go back and you break down how they put this together right and then you're like maybe I can use that. But then when you read another book and then you recognize that like these two pieces would work together in my book if I did this with my characters. So like just for the purpose of that, and I was like, I, I stayed up. Right. Even if it's just like reading the recap because you got to admit, he did a great job with story. Yeah, yeah. It obviously it does. You know, that's the, the key is that, that you got people to watch it. But the yeah. more you probably notice, as more you become a writer, the more you shows and things you watch, like, uh, that plot's untenable. That's, and I hate that because I, I just want to enjoy the show. It's like, turn off the writer in me and just watch the show. Who cares if it's logical or not logical or makes sense? Just watch it. So, Wait until you become a screenwriter. Are you delving into screenwriting since, screenwriting since you said you wanted to make Tent Mates into a movie? I actually wrote a small monologue that's nine minutes long. It actually turned into a movie and actually hired an actor from England. Uh, it's just a, a one-man show. So I've done a little bit of that already, but yeah, I, that maybe. Did you like it? What was the differences between writing your poetry, the prose, the historical, and screenwriting? Well, in this case, I, I feel like the main thing, I had to let go more. I had to let the, the, the artist take control of it. And he was actually surprised. I was like, okay, you can. You go ahead. You take control of it, interpret it the way you want. I mean, if you write anything, if you're writing a dance or a music routine, a lot of times somebody will take that and reinterpret it. And you have to, as an artist, you have to say, okay, I'll let them do it. And sometimes they do it way better. Oh, wow, I would have never known that. I would have never done it that way, but you did a marvelous job, so. Exactly. No, I definitely understand. Definitely understand. I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Can you tell everybody where they can find out more information about you? And more importantly, where can you buy those books? <laughs> You can find out more about me at RoderickE.com or just uh, Google me, Amazon, Roderick Edwards, and you'll find me everywhere. Uh, so there you go. Just don't, don't, uh, don't blame me for anything you find. It's not nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ooh, those comments at the bottom were be so, oh, so fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank everyone for being here with us today. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for me over here. I was about to say we, but then I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not doing the whole bit again. So just me. I'm well known on one of the And I Thought Ladies, so you can find out everything that your ladies are doing on www.andithoughtladies.com. And while you're there, go down to the bottom of the page, no longer the middle of the page, but the bottom of the page, and you can see the charities that we proudly support. And we hope that you give a little time and love, maybe even a little money to those too. We thank you in advance for that. Remember that wisdom is all around you if you're open to finding it and accepting it. So peace and love, you guys, from Wilnona and the Missing Jade. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.